to our evening service. We have reached the third Sunday evening service for the month of December, which is our Christmas and family month. Okay, so tonight is very exciting because in spite of the pandemic, uh, the church uh, members of the orchestra uh, will be presenting to us something which I believe uh, it will lift up our hearts, hopefully. And I hope you are ready now and also praying that our members who are there joining us by live streaming are also ready. Ready na mo ha? Already na daw. Okay, so uh, sure na getting ready. Okay, so we start our service. Let's all rise for the opening prayer. Menindok um, tatanan. We'll uh, pray that we're going to have a great service uh, tonight, not only for the presentation, but most importantly, the preaching of God's Word, the, the feeding of our spirit. Okay? Let's close our eyes, bow down our heads, and let us pray. Our gracious and loving Father, we are so grateful again for this great opportunity to worship you in spirit and in truth. Thanks for the victory this morning as the church managed to do its Sunday school and also the main service without hindrances. Thank you for the good internet connection uh, that our brothers and sisters managed to join this morning and not only this morning but hopefully uh, this evening as well. Today is our Christmas Sunday and tonight our members of the church, specifically the orchestra group, will be presenting something in line with what Christ had done to us, the plan of the Father, to redeem us of our sins. And uh, also we pray that uh, the preaching of your word will save souls tonight. And the presentation is about the God's gifts given to all of us, narrated by the Christian songs, where the songs will lift our spirit with joy, and that at the end of the day, your name, dear Father, will be glorified and magnified. We pray that you will encourage us through your word and give us a teachable heart. Tonight, we commit everything unto your hand, O God. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. Kindly be seated. So again, as I mentioned, tonight, our very own orchestra, uh, will be presenting to us the Christmas special for 2020 with a theme entitled The Gifts of Christmas.
each other gifts in celebration of the birth of Jesus Christ. Tonight, in our Christmas special, we will present gifts that God gives us through Christmas. The birth of Jesus was planned from the very beginning. Bethlehem was chosen as the birthplace of Christ 
many years before he came to earth. In the Old Testament, prophet Micah prophesied, saying, But thou, Bethlehem of Ephrathah, though thou be little among the thousands of Judah, yet out of thee shall he come forth unto me that is to be a ruler in Israel, whose goings forth have been from of old, from everlasting. Just as Bethlehem was the chosen place, Mary was God's chosen woman. In Luke chapter 1, we read, And in the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent from God unto a city of Galilee named Nazareth, to a virgin espoused to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David. And the virgin's name was Mary. And the angel came in unto her and said, Hail, thou that art highly favored, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. And when she saw him, she was troubled at his saying, and cast in her mind what manner of salutation this should be. And the angel said unto her, Fear not, Mary, for thou hast found favor with God. And behold, thou shalt conceive in thy womb, and bring forth a son, and shalt call his name Jesus. He shall be great, 
and shall be called the Son of the Highest. And the Lord God shall give unto him the throne of his father David. And he shall reign over the house of Jacob forever. And of his kingdom there shall be no end. Isaiah's prophecy was fulfilled as was mentioned in Isaiah chapter 7 verse 14. Therefore, the Lord himself shall give you a sign. Behold, a virgin shall conceive and bear a son and shall call his name Emmanuel. The gift of prophecy shows us of our Savior's humble beginnings and how he brought himself from the majesty of heaven to the lowliness of earth. As the birth of Jesus was prophesied, so it was fulfilled. This is the gift of a Savior, 
because Jesus was God's gift to us. In Luke chapter 2, verses 1 to 7 says, And it came to pass in those days that there went out a decree from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be taxed. And this taxing was first made when Cyrenian was governor of Syria. And all went to be taxed, everyone into his own city. And Joseph also went up from Galilee, out of the city of Nazareth, into Judea, unto the city of David, which is called Bethlehem. Because he was of the house and lineage of David, to be taxed with Mary his espoused wife, being great with child. And so it was, that while they were there, the days were accomplished that she should be delivered. And she brought forth her firstborn son, and wrapped him in swaddling clothes, and laid him in a manger. Romans chapter 6 verse 23 says, But the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. In Matthew chapter 1 verse 21, And she shall bring forth a son, and thou shalt call his name Jesus, for he shall save his people from their sins.
Our next gift is the gift of joy. As people on earth rejoice over Jesus, angels rejoice as well. And there were in the same country shepherds abiding in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And lo, the angel of the Lord came upon them, and the glory of the Lord shone round about them, and they were sore afraid. And the angel said unto them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. And this shall be a sign unto you. Ye shall find the babe wrapped in a swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of heavenly hosts praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. The gift of joy which leads to service.
And it came to pass, as the angel were gone away from them into heaven, the shepherds said one to another, Let us now go even to Bethlehem and see this thing which is come to pass, which the Lord hath made known unto us. And they came with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the babe lying in a manger. And when they had seen him, they made known abroad the saying which was told them concerning this child. And all they that heard it wondered at those things which were told them by the shepherds. But Mary kept all these things and pondered them in her heart. And the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things that they had heard and seen, as it was told unto them. Now when Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea, in the days of Herod the king, behold, there came wise men from the east to Jerusalem, 
saying, Where is he that is born king of the Jews? For we have seen his star in the east, and are come to worship him. When Herod the king had heard these things, he was troubled, and all Jerusalem with him. And he sent them to Bethlehem and said, Go and search diligently for the young child, and when ye have found him, bring me word again, that I may come and worship him also. When they had heard the king, they departed. And lo, the star which they saw in the east went before them, till it came and stood over where the young child was. When they saw the star, they rejoiced with exceeding great joy. And when they were come into the house, they saw the young child with Mary his mother, and fell down and worshipped him. And when they had opened their treasures, they presented unto him gifts, gold and frankincense and myrrh, and being warned of God in a dream that they should not return to Herod, they departed in their own country another way. This gift are important in our worship. While we do not give gold, frankincense, and myrrh, there are other things valuable to God, such as our prayers, our time, offering, and service. We are all even commanded to give our entire life and body to God. Romans chapter 12 verse 1 says, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that ye present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service.
Each of these gifts is very important, but none is as precious as the gift of love. As God gave us these gifts at the birth of Jesus, the greatest gift was given through His death and resurrection. In John chapter 3, verse 16, the Bible says, For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in Him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Also in John chapter 15, verse 13, Greater love hath no man than this, that a man lay down his life for his friends. Jesus came that first Christmas morning to give himself as our supreme sacrifice, as proclaimed by John the Baptist, the Lamb of God, which taketh away the sin of the world. God gave us all in his gift of love through his Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. Will you believe and accept his precious gift of love?
How about giving our presenters tonight a big round of applause, please. We have your Bible. Please open with me in the book of Micah chapter 5. We are reading two verses tonight in the book of Micah, which is found in the Old Testament. Micah, verses number 1 and 2. Kindly rise as we give reverence to the word, the reading of the word of God. Micah chapter 2, I mean chapter 5, I keep saying chapter, chapter 5 verses 1 and 2. Now gather thyself in troops, O daughter of troops. He hath laid siege against us. They shall smite the judge of Israel with a rod upon the cheek. But thou, Bethlehem Ephrathah, though thou be little among the thousands of Judah, Yet out of thee shall he come forth unto me, that is to be ruler in Israel, whose goings forth have been from of old, from everlasting. Heavenly Father, thank you for the word, the privilege of preaching the word of God tonight. Thank you for reminding us of your great love. <clears throat> that caused you to send your son to this earth to live among men and died on the cross for the redemption of our souls. Tonight, we see nobody but Christ. Christ and Christ. And he is worthy to be exalted, to be praised, to be honored and served. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. And amen. Kindly be seated tonight. The birth of Christ in a little town called Bethlehem. The birth of Christ in a little town called Bethlehem. And thou, verse 2, Bethlehem Eprata. God's message was sent to the prophet. Micah in Bethlehem. Bethlehem was to be the birthplace of the Savior. It was night in little Bethlehem. All calm and clear and mild and tenderly with voice and touch. A mother soothed her child. Sleep little one, the day is done. Why do you wake so long? Oh, mother dear, I seem to hear a wondrous angel song. Not so, my son, my precious one. T'was but the wind you heard, or drowsy call of dreaming bird, or oyster by the streamlet stirred beneath the hill side trees. Some bleating lamb that's gone astray or traveler singing on his way, his weariness 
to his. Rest, little son, till the night is done. And gloomy darkness, please. Yet while she spoke, the shepherds ran in haste to the road along to find the mother and the babe, for they had heard the song. He had seeds. Look at verse number one in our text. Now gather thyself in troops, O daughter of troops. And underline this. He had laid siege, referring to Nebuchadnezzar and his troops from, uh, from Babylon. He had siege against us. They shall smite the judge, King Zedekiah of Israel, with a rod upon his cheek. He has, he had laid seeds against us. Refers to the seeds of Babylon, uh, Babylonian army against Jerusalem. Now they shall smite the judge of Israel with a rod upon the cheek. The judge of Israel refers to the last, listen to this, the last king of the, uh, the Vedic kingdom. King Zedekiah, the Davidic line that was leading to the Messiah. In 2 Kings 25, open your Bible please. And it was fulfilled, it happened here in 2 Kings. The prophecy was, was it took place here. 2 Kings 25, look at verse 1 to verse 7. We want to read these seven verses, please. 2 Kings 25 verse 7. It came to pass in the, in the ninth year of his reign, referring to Zedekiah. It came to pass in the ninth year of his reign, verse 1, in the tenth month, in the tenth day of the month, that Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, came, he and all his host, against Jerusalem, and pitched against it, and they built forts uh, against it round the back. And the city was besieged. That was the prophecy of Micah. The city was besieged unto the eleventh year of King Zedekiah. And on the ninth day of the fourth month, the famine prevailed in the city. And there was no bread for the people of the land. Verse 4. And the city was broken up. And all men of war fled by night by the way of the gate between the two walls which is by the king's garden. Now the childish were against the city round about. And the king went the way toward the plain. Verse 5, And the army of childish pursued after the king and overtook him in the plain of Jericho. And all his army were scattered from him. And so they took the king, King Zedekiah, and brought him up to king of Babylon in Riblah. And they gave judgment upon him. Look at verse 7. And they slew the sons of Zedekiah before his eyes. And bound him with fetters of brass. Carried him into Babylon. And they slew the sons of Zedekiah before his eyes. One more thing here in verse 7. And put out the eyes of Zedekiah. They took off his eyes. The king 
which is the fulfillment of the prophecy made. And uh, we, we, we read here that they slew the sons of Zedekiah before his eyes and put out his eyes and bound him with fetters, uh, with fetters of brass and carried him to Babylon. And I believe that Micah is referring to the shameful treatment with Zedekiah which Zedekiah received at that time. It denotes what looks to be the very end of the Davidic line. And people would say, wala na. It's gone. It will not happen. Now, in 2 Kings, 2 Samuel, I mean, there is a, there is a prophetic significance here, though it was talking to David about his son Solomon, but it, it goes beyond that. It's a prophecy. As I have made mention this morning, there were individuals who served as types of Christ, like David, like Solomon. And look at chapter 7, 2 Samuel chapter 7, verse 12. And thy days be fulfilled, and thou shalt sleep with thy fathers. I will set up thy seed after thee, which shall proceed out of the bowels, and I will establish his kingdom. It was referring practically to Solomon, but there is a prophetic significance here. It's picturing Christ. He shall build a house for my name. I will establish the throne of his kingdom forever. Did Solomon reign forever? No. This is Christ. I will be his father. He shall be my son. And if he commit iniquity, I will chasten him with the rod of men and with the stripes of the children of Israel. Look at verse 16. And thine house shall be thy kingdoms, shall be established forever before thee. Thy throne shall be established forever. See, Jesus Christ will inherit the throne of David, his father. The throne of David, his father. Look at Luke chapter 1, verse 68. Please, in the New Testament. Luke chapter 1, verse number 68. Luke 1 and verse number 68. Luke 1 verse 68 up to verse number 72. 68, please. Blessed be the Lord God of Israel, where he hath visited and redeemed his people, and hath raised up a horn of salvation uh, for us in the house of his servant David. Look at this. As he spake by mouth of his prophets, we have been... Since the world began, we should be saved from our enemies, from the hand of all that hate us. And then look at verse number 12. <coughs> verse number, uh, I mean 31 and 32. Luke 1, verse 31 and 32. There it says, And behold, thou shalt conceive in thy womb, and shall bring forth a son, and shall call his name Jesus. For he shall be great. And shall be called the son of the highest. And look at this. And the Lord God shall give unto him the throne of his father David. The throne that is why he's called the son of, of David. And look at this place in Matthew 1. Notice please. Matthew 1. 
this book of the generation or genealogy tracing the roots of Christ but the book of the generation of Jesus Christ now notice please here the son of David the son of Abraham now let me ask you here for a while kinsay unang natao si Abraham si David kinsay mas magulang si Abraham si David Abraham Abraham came first pero look at this nganong giuna si David na ulahi si Abraham and is there something wrong with the Bible not at all because in the four Gospels, listen to me, the four Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, they all write about the life and the ministry of Christ. And Matthew presents Christ as king. So therefore, giuna niya si David, tracing back the genealogy of Christ to the Davidic line. He belongs, he's right it is right for him, rightful for him to claim the throne, to be our king. Because he belongs, no one was uh, rightfully, uh, has the claim to the throne, except he belongs to the line of David. Jesus Christ, and Rigitrace niya, through, through, through Joseph, ang lineage, ang genealogy of Christ, and he can trace it back. 40 generation, 40 generation, you can trace it back to David. So Matthew was presenting Christ as a king. So therefore, important is a king na matrace ni mo ihang roots. Iliba? And then Matthew and next is Mark. There is a book of Mark, you don't find the genealogy of Christ. Because Mark presents Christ as servant, of course, servant of God. Dili kinahanglan ang genealogy sa servant kasi magtagada na. And then we look into the book of Luke. You find again the genealogy of Christ was traced through Mary. And, uh, and because Luke presents Christ as the son of man. And so he's really man. He, uh, he's God at the same time. He's man. And uh, then you can look into the book of John. The fourth gospel and you don't find the genealogy of Christ again there. Why? Because John presents him as God. And God has no beginning, has no ending. So, adlib ko lang to siya. Let's go back to the, sometimes muna makawala sa oras. Let's go back immediately unless I get lost somewhere. I hope you learn something from there. It is so important to mention that today. So, uh, some might have thought, now, that, that from this devastating experience of the debatic line we have read, and uh, the debatic line had come to, to an end. Siddhakaya was the last king in the Old Testament. And so he was killed by the Babylonians. The end and the promise of God made to David uh, uh, that one was to come in his line would Reign forever could never, never be fulfilled. There was no hope. They stayed in Babylon 70 years. Diba? And then, through the law of, of King Cyrus, 
they're allowed to go back, only 50,000 of them came back. Zerubbabel was there involved, Ezra was there involved, uh, Nehemiah was later involved, rebuilding the wall and rebuilding the temple. These are good leaders, but none of them were kings. Because of the promise that the Messiah will come from the kingdom of Judah or the tribe of Judah or the Davidic line, during this time when Christ was born, you cannot find you cannot find a single individual belonging to the Davidic line living in Bethlehem. That's the problem. And I had, I hope uh, it will not take much time. The Bible says in Luke chapter 2, look at verse number 1, please. I have to be quick here, so um, um, be, be quick with your Bible. Luke chapter 2, Mark, Luke, verse number 1, where it says, Luke 2 verse 1, it came to pass in those days, there went out a decree from Caesar Augustus, all the world, that all the world should be taxed. And this taxing was made when Cyrenius was, was governor of Syria, and all went to be taxed, everyone into his own city. And it came to pass in those days. So look, the writer clearly tells us that actual, actual history and real events. It is not once upon a time. And these are not fanciful stories like the stories of Zeus, the stories of Apollo and Mount Olympus. This is real. It took place. And the decree went out from Caesar Augustus. And so the story of Jesus' birth began during the reign of one of the most remarkable men in ancient history. He was born with the... This man was born with the name Octavian. O-C-T-A-V-I-A-N. Octavian. Ang pangalan nga tinood, si Octavian. And name after his father. His grandmother was the sister of Julius Caesar. And being a talented young man, Octavian came to the attention of his great uncle Julius Caesar. Eventually adopted uh, Octavian as his son. As he was made his official heir, actually, in 45 BC or before Christ. Within a year, Caesar was murdered. Julius Caesar was murdered. And Octavian joined with, with the two others. Lepidus in splitting the dominion of Rome three ways. So, na split na siya. For decades, the whole Mediterranean world was filled with wars and violence. That's the reason this taxation was made. For years, under the triumvirate, the three leaders, it became far worse. There were years of bloody, brutal fighting for power and money in Rome and in the provinces. Octavian and Antony soon pushed Lepitus out of picture. Tuduhan na lang sila rebelin. 
Even though, even though um, uh, his sister, uh, he, even though his sister married Anthony. For 13 years, Octavian and Anthony existed together as rivals until 31 BC. For a year, their huge armies assembled and positioned themselves, Anthony with the help of Cleopatra, and uh, brought, brought 500 worship, a warship, 1,000 foot soldiers, and 12,000 cavalry. Octavian answered with 400 warships, 80,000 infantry, and 12,000 horsemen. And Octavian had the better strategy and more mobile ships. And he defeated the combined forces of Antony and Queen Cleopatra of Egypt at, at the Battle of Action. Now Octavian was the sole ruler of the Roman world and took the little, uh, the, he took the title Caesar Augustus. Octavian. And so he decreed because of the need, because of the long period of war that devastated their land, their economy had collapsed, he needed this taxation. But in his mind, everyone has to go home to their ancestral homes to be registered. To make the story short, because uh, I have this, it's a wonderful, uh, there's, there's one thing. Although he didn't know, Caesar Augustus actually fulfilled the Old Testament. Eh kung dili, si Maria nanganak unta dito sa Nazareth. And hapit na siya manganak, he signed this law, forcing these two actually gikan sa line of David. And so Jesus Christ was born on time in the city of Bethlehem. Although he didn't know it, Caesar Augustus fulfilled the Old Testament prophecy found in Micah 2, verse 5, verse number 2. Because of the decree given by Caesar Augustus and uh, by Caesar, carried out by the government officials, now like Cyrenius, actually Quirinius, Jesus was born in Bethlehem and perfectly fulfilled the prophecy recorded in, Mat in Micah. Interestingly, while Caesar Augustus was the most important person in the world at that time, in the story of the Nativity, he's a second player, secondary player at most. He's in the background, part of the stage props. Augustus may have, may have brought peace to the Roman Empire. It was him. He was the first emperor of Rome. It was him, what, like what I've made mention, who formulated Pax Romana, or peace. Roman peace. He gave peace. He gave democracy, security to the world. Caesar Augustus, Octavius. Augustus may have brought peace to the Roman Empire, but the tiny baby to be born would bring eternal peace with God to the whole world. Augustus would eventually pass into the pages of history while Jesus is the focal point of all 
history. While Caesar wanted um, uh, Joseph and Mary to travel the long journey to Bethlehem for political reasons, let me say this, God used the ruler's actions for his divine reason to transport the couple to the birthplace of his son. And all we can say is amen. Amazingly, like the pagan worlds we have learned this morning, like the nation of Israel, they were used to fulfill God's plan in the fullness of time. And But in spite of the fact that many believe, they have lost hope. They have lost hope. Many believe that whatever God has promised concerning the Messiah, it's gone. Pero naaadi ay karpentero na nagpuyo sa Nazareth, nagigamit sa Ginoo, balik diri sa iyang hometown, ancestral home, to fulfill the promise of God. And all of God's people say, Amen to that. You see? Now, let's go to the, the main points of the message here. Number one, we find here that God the Father's great desire in sending His Son, Jesus Christ, to come to earth to die for us. We see God, here we see God, the Father speaks and says, Out, out of, of thee shall come forth unto me, He says. That is to be ruler. Thou, thou, God's word came to this, this small town. He said, But thou, Bethlehem, Ephrathah, though thou be little among the thousands of Judah, yet out of thee shall he come forth unto me. It was God. It was God's will. It was God's purpose being fulfilled. God was speaking by the mount of Micah, Out of thee shall he come forth unto me. It is a sweet thought that Jesus Christ did not come forth without his father's permission. He did not come uh, without his father's authority. He did not come without his father's consent. He did not come without his father's assistance. He was sent of the father. And we say amen to that. That he might be the savior of men. In the book of John, chapter 4, 34, Jesus said unto them, My meat is to do the will of him that sent me and to finish his work. Jesus came from heaven to carry out not his own will, but the will of God the Father. And the Father's will is for us everyone to be saved. That is God's will. God has never willed, God has never purposed that anyone would go to hell all people should be saved, but only those who accept and believe in Jesus can be saved. God so loved the world. That is the message of this church. The opportunity to preach. This day, this Sunday, we have nothing here at Bible Baptist. But we preach Christ and Christ and Christ and Christ. We preach His cross. We preach His salvation. It gives us the opportunity to spread the good news of Jesus today. God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son 
Micah is reminding us that God has willed to send His Son to this earth to die for us. Today we're reminded of the love of God once again. God spared not His own Son. God spared not His own Son, but delivered Him up for us all. Tanang tawag ipakamatya ni Kristo. But not all will be saved. Depende sa mga tao nga mag-respond. But well, some have been chosen to be saved, some are chosen to be damned. If that is true, then the Bible must be a lie. And God must be a liar. Because God is not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. But there are multitudes going to hell. You cannot blame God for that. You blame yourself for not being saved. You have the opportunity today. We preach the gospel to you. You hear it today. All you have to do is to accept it. Respond to it. And I can see the depth of love in the heart of God the Father. When he sent his son to come to this earth to die for us. God made him to be sin for us who knew no sin. That we might be made the righteousness of God in him. I say there had been sad day in heaven once before. Dunay subo kayo nga nahitabo dito sa langit. Makausang when Satan fell and dragged with him third part of the stars of heaven. Dragged with him third part. If you divide into three, ang sakabahin nakuha ni Satanas. Ang mga anghel yuban kaniya, it was sad actually. When God cast Satan down and, and with his angels, it was, I believe, a sad moment in heaven. And that must have been uh, 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 very sad. But, but um, you know, when Jesus Christ left, there is a sadder day when the Son of God, the Most High, left his Father's bosom and just imagine the father saying, Son, son, go down. Go into the world and die. Go down. Leave your throne. Then comes the touching moment. Imagine. Imagine the angels crowd watch as they see the Son of God taking off his robe. And laying aside his crown, said to his father, said, I am Lord over all, blessed father, but I will lay my crown aside because I will, I will become as human beings are. So he strips himself of his bright robe of glory. Father, he says, I will wear the robe of clay to dress himself in the simple garments of the peasant of Galilee. Oh yes, it must have been a real touching moment in heaven when Jesus Christ stepped down. I can imagine the angels crying. He who made them, he who is the prince of heaven, he who created all things, is now leaving the throne of God, his throne in heaven, come down here to be treated like a criminal, to be neglected, to be despised, can you imagine the saddest day in the history of heaven when the Son of God came? 
Yes, he came. He came for you and me. Just imagine nung sige bati sa mga anghel when he, when he took his steps down. When he, when he gladly took our, our place as sinners. Yes. But we see the willingness of God here in, in verse number 2. But thou Bethlehem, Eprata, though thou be little among the thousands of Judah, yet out of thee shall he come forth unto me, that is to be ruler, uh, ruler in Israel. Shall he come forth unto me, doing my will. He did not come in his own will. He came to the will of the Father. Notice number two that God especially mentioned that the place should be, that, that the place that the Savior should be born is Bethlehem. It should be in Bethlehem. If I were God, I would say Jerusalem. If I were God, I would say it would be better if he will be born in London. Or maybe he can be born in, in, uh, in, uh, in great cities. Not in a little town. First, it seemed necessary, number one, that Christ should be born in Bethlehem because of Bethlehem's history. Dear to every Israelite was the little village of Bethlehem. Bethlehem might be outshine in its splendor, but there stood the temple of I mean Jerusalem could have outshined the, the, the city in its splendor, but there stood the temple, the glory of the whole earth in, in that great city. And um, yet around Bethlehem there are numbers of incidents which always made it pleasant. And the resting place for every Jewish mind, even the Christian, cannot help loving Bethlehem. The first mention of Bethlehem in the Old Testament took place. Took place. It was it was a sorrowful one, actually. In Genesis 35, 16 to 19, when when it was it was it happened when Rachel died and, uh, and when she gave birth to Benjamin, she died in that place. Memorable para sila because it was where the wife of Jacob died. He worked for her seven years. Another woman reminding us of Bethlehem was Naomi. Remember Naomi? The, the, the wife of Elimelech, call me not Naomi, she said, call me Mara, bitter, for the Almighty hath dealt with me bitterly. Hath dealt very bitterly with me. Yet, she was, she, was, she was not alone in spite of that. Because um, amid all her, her losses, or, or uh, there someone there was someone who cleaved unto her Ruth the Moabite, whose Gentile blood should unite with the, with the pure, uh, untainted stream of the Jews. And should thus bring forth the Lord, Savior, the great King of both the Jews and the Gentiles. Because 
Kabalo ba mo sa history ni Jesus Christ sa book of Matthew chapter 1? Dunay upat ka mga Gentile ladies. There was one of them was Ruth and Tamar. Isa pa tungo sa and si Bathsheba and uh, who else? Isa pa isa. Huh? Thank you. For nga mga ilang background dili maayo pero nakalinya sila sa line of Jesus Christ. That very beautiful book of Ruth had all its scenery laid in Bethlehem. It was at Bethlehem that Ruth went forth to glean in the fields of Boaz. Remember that. It was there that Boaz looked upon her and she bowed herself before her Lord. It was there her marriage was celebrated in the streets of Bethlehem did Boaz and Ruth receive a blessing which made them fruitful so that Boaz became the father of Obed and Obed the father of Jesse and Jesse the father of David. It all came from their Lola Ruth a Moabite. A Moabite. And it all took place. David was born there in Bethlehem. The mighty hero smote the Philistine giant. And afterwards he was crowned king of Israel and Judah. Bethlehem was a royal city because kings were made there. Israel and Judah. Uh, and uh, I mean Israel and Judah. He became the king there. Now, um, it was right for us to consider it was only right that Christ should be born in Bethlehem because of its history. Number two, and uh, there is something in the name of that place, Bethlehem Ephrathah. By the way, the word Bethlehem, meaning it signif- the meaning it signifies the house of bread. And we say, ought not Christ be born in the house of bread? He is the bread of his people on which they feed. As our fathers ate manna, he said, in the wilderness. So we do live on Jesus here below, John says. John 6.35, it says, Jesus said unto them, I am the bread of life. He that cometh to me shall never hunger, and he that believeth on me shall never thirst. As our heavenly bread, Jesus has the power to save. Jesus has the power to secure. Jesus has the power to satisfy every sinner who comes to him by faith. By faith. And uh, we can always look at history in different angles. But there is one angle that we would like to see here. And one writer, I, I studied this book. We cannot pass away this without another thought, which is how wonderful, how wonderfully mysterious was that providence which brought Christ, the mother of Christ, to Bethlehem at the very time when she was to be delivered. His parents were residing at Nazareth, and that that the and and what should be, uh, and and what should they want to travel at that time for. Naturally, they would remain at home. 
But Caesar Augustus, who would want to go out? Ang kalisod sa pagbaktas ni Mary, wala may aeroplano kanihanto, apit na siya mga anak. But Caesar Augustus issues a decree that they are to be taxed. Very well then, let them be taxed at Nazareth. No, it pleases him, this wise monarch, it pleases him that they should go to their own cities. But why could Caesar Augustus think of it just up about just at that particular time? Simply because, simply because, they would say, well, what if we just register here? We give our money. Anyhow, your purpose is to finance your empire. Our money is, would serve as good as, you know, uh, the money that we gave you in, 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 in Bethlehem. Sa diferensya ko, maghatag mi kwarta dari, anong mahanto pa manggit me at this particular time? No. Through his wisdom, he said, you go home. You go home. Why should Caesar Augustus think of, of it just as that particular time? Simply because while man deviseth his way, the king's heart is in the hand of the Lord. Why? What a thousand chances, as the world has it, met together to bring about this event. First of all, there was a quarrel between Caesar and Herod. One of the Herods was deposed. Caesar says, I will tax Judea and make it a province instead of having it a separate kingdom. Well, it must be done. It must be done. And so, you know, God works in mysterious ways. Ang ilang bingkil nga duha, mautoy naghatod siya to impose taxation in Judea. Why at that particular time? Because God used whatever circumstances there was exactly to fulfill His plan. Jesus Christ did not come did Jesus Christ ever come before? The answer is yes. Our text says, Out of thee shall he come forth unto me, that is to be ruler in Israel, whose goings forth have been of old from everlasting to everlasting. This is not the first time that Jesus existed in history. Look at the newborn baby sleeping in the arms of Mary has been the part has been in the part of ages working great wonders. He was nagakugo siya sa anak yung anak si Jesus Christ. And uh, you, you, might, you might say, Mary, be careful, be careful, basig, mapiang na. Be careful, kaya yung very, very tender pa na. Magaras, magagbong. And so she has to take care of the baby well. To protect him from sa mga lamok, mosquitoes. It was inside, it was inside a, a surrounded, a cave surrounded with all kinds of animals. She has to take care of him. The tiny baby, weak baby in the arms of Mary at the same time healed the universe. 
there is something that you and I cannot understand. Yes, he came way back in eternity, even before time was. He has been the central figure in God's plan for our redemption. Ephesians 1, verse 3 and 4, whatever spiritual blessing we enjoy today are all born in the heart of God even before the world was. Far as God's plan is concerned for redemption, wala pa ang tanan, wala pa tamatao, wala pa ikalibutan. As far as God is concerned, Revelation 13 verse 8, as far as redemption is concerned, He has been slain even before the foundation of the world. He has already chosen Himself to die for us. Let me ask you, what if Jesus did not come? If Jesus did not come, we would have known. We would not, we would not, we would not have known salvation. We would not have experienced true peace. But thank God He came for us. He's the greatest gift of God for us. If you have never been saved, Receive him right now. Let us all stand up, please. Heavenly Father, thank you for this day. Thank you for allowing us, dear Father, to be here and hear the word of God preach. Lord, save souls today and ask God's people once again. Lord, take away the callousness of our hearts Break it into where it will be melted before thee. We see nothing today but love, your graciousness to us, your love extended to us through your Son, Jesus Christ. We're not affected by the traditional kind of Christmas. We, we do not mind about them. Our mind is centered upon the reality of salvation. We preach Christ. We use this time as an opportunity to preach Christ. To thank you for your love to us. To thank Jesus Christ for his great sacrificial, sacrificial death in our behalf. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen and amen. Sir Greg, we're going to sing an invitation again. One verse. And during the invitation, if you wish to make things right with God and if you wish to express thanksgiving to God uh, during the invitation sit down and pray you in your homes who are watching us maybe you need to pray to God about something or just thank God for his love please let us know make a comment we want, we want to hear them Sir Greg please you hear it if you're, if you're here tonight and uh, not yet saved, grab the opportunity to be saved. Accept Christ as your Lord and Savior. He made a promise. There's therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus. Walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. We'll have one verse to be sung, and uh, after that we will close.
And I pray that you'll grab this opportunity. And Christians, uh, let God, uh, let your request be made known unto God, the Bible says. Let's start uh, the song, please. Go ahead. Let's sing, My Faith Looks Up to Thee. Go ahead, Brother Mark. My faith looks up to thee. Sing verse 1. My, my faith looks up to thee. If you are with us today, you are watching us, the Lord Jesus Christ has offered a free gift of salvation. And it's a great opportunity. Grab that opportunity and accept Christ as your Lord and Savior. And after that, tell others what God has done to you. God. I pray has made a plan to send His only begotten Son, not an angel, not anybody else, but His only begotten Son, to die for our sins. John 3, 16, For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son, whoever believeth in Him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Thank you, Brother Mark. And all the people say, Amen. Kindly be seated for a while. Just for a while. We'll just do this quickly. Thank you so much, Pastor, for that message. And uh, I would like to recognize our first-time visitors. We have first-time visitors. Uh, we praise God. I would like to welcome Jean uh, Murano. Jean Murano, can you please stand? As I was Jean Murano. Okay, a round of applause. Mom Jean, thank you for being with us. And also would like to welcome si Ma'am Josephine Sanson. Ma'am Josephine, you please stand up as Ma'am Josephine Sanson. Ah, okay, round of applause. Uh, she's the mother of Sister Stella Sanson. Quick announcement, January 17, 5 o'clock in the afternoon. Take note, it's the BBI graduation. January 17, 5 o'clock in the afternoon is our BBI Bible Baptist Institute graduation. And by the way, today also is the birthday of Mam Ami Tautu. So, happy birthday December 20. So, if you're watching us, uh, happy birthday to Mam Ami today. On the other hand, it's very extreme, Pastor Artemio Karay, Pastor of Pulumulok, South Cotabato, went to be with the Lord last Friday, December 18, I believe. And also, si Ma'am Emiliana Gaastatad went to be with the Lord just this afternoon, 1 p.m. at the age of 90. So si Ma'am Emiliana is the Lola of Ma'am Joy Tatad. So let's pray for uh, the comfort of the family and also their uh, provision. Okay? So uh one more thing let's pray for the new mission tungibanggit ni pastor dito sa San Roque Bisleg Surigao del Sur and brother Bonifacio and brother Jamris is working hand in hand with that is a great opportunity despite of the pandemic uh, God has given us this church all of us a great opportunity to open a mission in that place Okay, so it's a long day for us, but it's worth it. God has fed us tremendously, given us victory after victory today. Okay, so thank you so much for joining us. Uh, uh, also, our 
mga members watching us live and our first time visitors. Let's all rise at this time. Okay, manindog to tanan. May Pasko sa tanan. Merry Christmas. Okay, let's close our eyes, bow down our heads, and let's pray. Heavenly Father and loving God, once again, we praise your holy name for allowing us to do the things that you have commanded us. Not only that, we lift up your name for you have given us victory after victory. Even this day, O God, our Christmas Sunday, and since this morning in our Sunday school and our main service, and even tonight, you had fed us with the word of God that will encourage us, uh, reminding us of the things that you have done to us, the birth of Christ in the little town of Bethlehem, and also the Christmas specials for uh, the year 2020, the many gifts of Christmas that you have given upon us, the gift of prophecy, the gift of a Savior, the gift uh, of joy, and the gift of worship, and the gift of love. Thank you so much for the Lord Jesus Christ who came from heaven, left his throne, sent by the Father, that everyone might have hope of salvation. John 3.16, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Thank you for the Lord Jesus Christ. He's our heavenly bread that sustains us spiritually every day of our lives. Thank you so much for the greatest gift of salvation that you have given upon us, O God, in spite that you are worthy, unworthy. We are sinners in thy eyes, but you have loved us. You have used us in this world that others may know the truth and that the truth will set them free from the, free from the bondage of sin. As we are about to depart, dear Father, bless your people and continue uh, to protect us. And uh, we lift up your name once again, not only today, but forever and ever. Thank you for everything that you have done to our lives. And all this we pray in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. God bless us all. Good evening, mga gabi sa tanan.